Hi, uh, Jay. Give us a summation of uh, what you saw from the quarterbacks today. Um, the starter is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not ready to say that yet. It's starting to take. It's the the quarterback picture is becoming more clear. I'm not. I'm not quite ready to say what it is yet. I need to watch this film, but um, things are starting to become more clear each day. And um, I thought today the scrimmage pretty much uh, stayed true to the pattern that we've been seeing up to this point in practice. And so, um, but. You know, I need to talk to our quarterbacks before I start talking to you guys about all that. So, um, and I want to watch the film too before I just to confirm that, you know, what I'm seeing is what I'm really seeing. So, um, but all three of them did some good things today, and um, you know, I know, I know that's a, that's a that's a boring answer for you guys, but they're playing they're playing good. We've got a good group, and um, I will say this: when when Jaron Jaron and Baylor look like veteran QBs, they run our offense efficiently. And then Conover is just a guy. He's got, he's got his moments where he's just like, you know, he's, I, I don't like to compare anybody to anybody, but he's a young. It's almost like Zach when he was young. He's, some of the plays he makes are really big plays, and then some of the mistakes he makes are just young, young mistakes. They're just, they're things that get uh, fixed with time. And so, but the upside's really high, and so he's an intriguing dude, man. He's a good player, and so it's it's just fun having those. Uh, you know the contrast there of the two veterans that really know what they're doing and run the show with the with the young guy that's that's got a super bright future that uh, is really explosive kid. Coach, what are you most satisfied with through uh, seven practices, one scrimmage under your belt as the offensive coordinator? Um, I'm never satisfied, so I, I I don't I can't really say what I'm satisfied with. I just I think we're on track to being to being good. Okay, we're uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're way ahead of where we where we were a year ago. I don't think we're way behind. I think we're right on track. Our most of our install is in. Um, we are 95% of our offense is in, um, and and now we've sort of identified who our best players are, and you know the next week or so will be fine-tuning things where we're thinking more, more about getting the ball to the right people in the right places. You know, up to this point, we've installed the offense. We've just been running plays, learning the concepts, learning their assignments, everybody learning what we do. And now, as we get deeper into camp, we'll start featuring our best players doing the things that they do best. OK, let's go Norma and then Sean. So the quarterback position battle aside, what can you tell us about the other position battles, the backs, the wideouts? What do you see from all these guys where you just have so much depth? Miles Davis, that guy is a good player, and he's going to play for us. That's that's one I'll tell you uh, just needs to be said. That guy stands out. Every time he plays, he does something good. Same thing happened last year as a freshman. He'd get in games, and he was playing at a different speed than everybody else. And uh, he's he does something good every day. Um, you know, I d can't say enough good things about our three tight ends, uh, Dallin Holker and, and Isaac Rex and, and Mason Wake. Those three guys are playing really well. And then we've got a couple other young guys that are doing good things too. Uh, you know, Carter Weed and, and, and Bentley uh, Hanshard are playing well. But those top three guys are really standing out and it gives us a lot of flexibility. We can do some fun things with those guys. And um, 
yeah, those are, those would be some of the ones, the, some of those position battle type things that are looking good. This kind of falls in line a little bit with this coach, but maybe maybe just by way of follow up, when you look at the overall depth chart and, and as you're kind of putting together the two deep in your head, are are a lot of your are a lot of your kind of early thinking sort of solidified, or are you also seeing things that are maybe surprising you in, in some ways where you go, oh, I, I didn't expect that, but I need to move this guy further up or that guy further up, or I don't know how spe- specific you want to be, but are you just kind yeah. of reconfirming to yourself, I guess, or, or are you seeing a lot of surprises too? Um, no major surprises. Um... Uh, you know, and sometimes w- the skill players have to understand that you're not just competing against the other guy in your position group. You know, in this offense, we can play with a lot of different position groups. So what you're really doing every day is just trying to prove that you can be trusted to do your job well, and then we can play in a lot of different personnel groups. And that's, that's part of this offense is we want to we wanna put different groupings on the field and see how teams try to defend us. And, and um, you know, one game to the next, we might find a – a different advantage over another team in, in, in a different group. But in order to do that, we need a lot of guys that can, that we can trust. So if I'm the third or fourth tight end, I'm, I'm, not just trying to, I'm not just trying to be the next best tight end. I'm also trying to prove that I'm more trustworthy than the fourth or fifth receiver or the, or the third running back or whatever. And so uh, I guess one of the things I've been pleased with up to this point is we have some personnel group versatility, which allows us to have some fun with with uh, with our offense, you know, we we kind of do a lot of the same things over and over, but we we mix up who's on the field, and I also think that helps the team morale too, because you're always you're always you know you're always got a chance to play. If we can, you know, we might have two tight ends on the field, we might have three, we might have four receivers on the field. Uh, we do a lot of a lot of fun things with those guys, and and uh, it's it's good to have good skill players to work with. Coach, okay, last question, uh, Ben. Yeah, uh, Coach, uh, this uh, this defense statistically over the last five years has, has done a pretty good dang good job um, every single year. What challenges does this defense pose schematically? And then um, in, in this particular team, personnel-wise, what do you like about this defense that Alessa Tuiaki runs? Uh, yeah, our defense has always been, has been really good the whole time I've been here, and they're even better now than they've ever been. Um, our linebackers are really good players. I mean, uh, Coach Funk made the comment the other day that he, he, he felt like our backers were as good as any of the, that he played against in the Big Ten. I mean, he said that's what it reminded him of, is a, that type of linebacker crew when he was at Michigan. Um, they're, they're good, and um, our defensive line is physical, and they're deep. They just keep rolling big guys out there that just, that just uh, play really tough. And then, and then this is the most secondary depth I've seen our team have in the time that I've been here as well. So, um, but you know, what's tough about it is that they can stop the run. You know, I know a lot of people criticize this, but our team can rush three guys that play a three-man front and drop eight, and they can stop the run in that defense and still make it really hard for you to throw. You know, we're a team that wants to throw the ball down the field, and it's hard to do that in practice. They're just, there's, they're good back there, and they're, they're uh, they're doing a lot of good stuff. They, they got good players and really solid scheme, and they're well coached and tough, and they fly around and run to the ball, and it's, it's a challenge every day.
Well, I asked this to Kalani, and he deferred to you, Coach Lance, so uh, Jay's going to give me a hard time about it, uh, about the specialist. Uh, I've seen games won and lost due to long snapping um, inefficacies and uh, inefficacies. So uh, what's going on with the long snapping competition right now between Austin Riggs, Britton Hogan? Has there been any separation? feel fortunate to have two that we I think the whole team has a lot of trust in. The, each of those guys has areas where, where they need to improve. And just, you know, without calling each one of them out for their individual areas, just as a group, I feel like our protection on the PAT field goal at times wasn't as good as it needed to be last year. Even though we never had an egregious uh, snap that, uh, you know, during the year that went over a holder or a punter's head, that's another area where we need to improve. We had a few... A PAT and field goal snaps where the holder had to turn the ball more than I'd like uh, to get the laces away from the kicker's foot. And, uh, you know, we, we skipped a punt snap or two back, and, and we can always improve our coverage from that spot. So I think there's a lot of work to be done, but, but certainly glad to have both Britton and Austin. All right, Jay, go ahead. Hey, Ed, uh, who would you say kind of won the day today? Was it the defense, the offense? Was it a draw? How would you sum it up? You know, I think that uh, the defensive players are certainly going to come away from this feeling like that, you know, they kept the offense off the scoreboard. I think, you know, through the through the majority of the what we would call the ones and twos, the defense had the uh, the upper hand or kept the offense out of the end zone. But, you know, a big time caveat to that is, you know, one of the one of the things that we're really good at on offense is breaking tackles with uh, with Tyler Algier and Lopini Cato, and, and, and we did not go live with those two running backs. And that's a major challenge to any defense. It would be a major challenge to our defense. And so I would just say we're, we're as a coaching staff, we've chosen not to find out, you know, what our first offense can do against our first defense because that's such a major component of our offense. And we're just taking that away before we ever start the scrimmage by blowing a quick whistle every time somebody puts two hands on Tyler or Lopini. All right, Greg, go ahead. Coach, uh, even though it's only camp, um, how well do you think the notion of complementary football or collaborative football is filtering into the team from offense, defense, special teams kind of being unified? Yeah, great question. It's something that we really work work hard at, and um, the um, it, it's difficult to simulate complementary football in any type of practice situation unless we completely split up into two different teams but we're having those conversations as much as possible on the headset and that's you know that's that's typically going to be and, it, and it's true here too the head coach the special teams coordinator and the offensive coordinator that's going to be the major components of complementary football and determining the risk reward analysis you know we, we have an analytics partner and we have a there's a very thick book that we chart during the game we also have one of our young assistant coaches that that takes care of that book and has given us that analytical information and of course final decisions always come down to Kalani but you, you guys have a sense for Kalani he, he trusts guys to do the job as he's trained them to do We've, we've tried to, you know, the quick answer to your question, um, Greg, is we've, we've tried to simulate that as much as possible, but we are not going to find out how good we are at communicating that and making the right choices until we actually play a game. Thanks, Ed. Any other questions? Ben, last question. I'll throw one at you. Um, so you mentioned the defensive players felt like um, what they may feel like they kept uh, the offense out of the end zone today. Uh, are you willing to kind of tell us uh, some of the individuals that were able to stand out today and maybe make some plays and possibly 
move the depth chart? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for that question. And, and, and just a disclaimer, you know, I'm not I'm not the accurate gauge of feelings. In fact, I'm I'm you know probably pretty limited in that area. So the, I'm taking my best guess here. I feel like a lot of the defensive guys were happy that they were able to keep the offense off the out of the end zone for a while. But um, yeah, I, you got to start with Ethan Slade. He he made two interceptions. He what we call completing the takeover. A lot of guys put themselves in position to knock down passes today. He completed the takeaway. He got the ball back for for our team is the way that we we look at it. Although for today it was getting the ball away from the offense because we're divided up into offense and defense. He did a great job. Really um, was impressed with the the stout level of play up front by our defensive line. We have great depth at the defensive tackle position and some guys that have, you know, really helped that uh, having Nasa Mike uh, Mahai back. That has helped a ton. Uh, Caden Haas has developed himself into a really stout player up the middle. Um, Singh, Joshua Singh is is a great uh, young freshman walk on for us, and we're obviously not counting on freshman walk on to come in and and you know play the way that he's played. He's played himself right into the conversation for for a rotation, in, in my opinion. You guys would have to ask E uh, Tuiaki more about that. To be clear, I'm the backup, right? I'm you know E E took off after the scrimmage. Nobody could find him, and so I'm I'm here speaking for the defense and and probably with one hand behind my tied behind my back. Uh, with that, but you you should ask him. But those are the guys, some of the guys that I've been really impressed with. All right, I think we are done and good to go. Thanks, Coach Lamb. Thank you.